How are you? Hope you're fine. This is the Shaggy Show. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three. Good luck, studio. Gonna be some drama ahead. All I wanted was a pie. And then I hatched out of an egg. Okay, bring the mic over. He's ready to record. I see your mental condition is improving. Is it metaphorical? Is it is it deep? Is it deep? <laughs> He's not all that shy, is right. <laughs> Blimey, Governor. It's the Shy Life Podcast. Hello, Hello and welcome to another episode of the Shy Life Podcast with me, Paul the Shy Yeti. How are you doing? I'm all right. Um... Martin's back with us. Hi, Martin. Martin Holmes, I should say, not, ah, not sniffing. Hello, hello. How, how are you? How, you're not sniffing, are you? Are you sniffing? Oh, dismal, dismal. I'm having a dismal week, yeah, but we'll, yeah. we'll not dwell. Well, we'll we're, not dwell. we're going to do, um, do some more chatter about, uh, well, I guess we're sort of mid, mid to late. We're sort of in bet- What's that bit? What do you call it when it's between 75 <laughs> and when you're like 60, 76, 77? What's that bit? Oh, it's not the early 70s, and it's yeah. not the late 70s, I, I, it's, the it's the mid-70s. It's the late mid-70s. <laughs> the the late so, yeah. mid-70s. <laughs> late <laughs> middle-age, yes. Um, as as gets said a lot to me these days, yes. Ah, you're in late middle-age, Mr Holmes. It's these sorts of things tend to happen when you get to that sort of age. I'm not totally sure, listeners, what we'll be talking about, but that's what happens in these episodes. So uh, let's just run that's the thing usual. when we come back. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see where we are. Okay, run that theme music. Darling, it's the Shy Life Podcast. <laughs> yeah, but it's a positive theme for the High Life, the Shy Life. You won't find a cast of characters like this everywhere. I'll, I'll go anywhere for potato. Delicious. Hello, campus. How are you? You quite like a big bang, don't you? Oh, yippee. Go Shy Yeti. Oh, I hope he hasn't found out my secret. I love the Yeti test, it's my favourite thing. If you thought that was bad, just listen to this. Yeah, I, I'm strangely drawn to Yeti Uncle John's ankles as well. <laughs> I could eat more body weight and crisps <laughs> every day. Has anyone seen my hot sausage? It's all gooey and meaty and yum, 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 yum. It's the Shy Life Podcast. <laughs> I'd like that. Yeah. Look, mommy, I'm famous. <laughs> marvelous. Marvelous, Paul. Hi there. So, um, listeners, um, I suppose I should um, confess a truth that, um, as you remember, Martin and I, we talked about the 1950s, and, and most of those episodes, I think all those episodes went out last year, and then we recorded the first two episodes of talking about the mid 70s because i felt that there was stuff that martin and i hadn't covered that nick and i 
also maybe hadn't covered or we covered it in a different way. So we did those two episodes. And it was so unpopular, we thought, we'll never do that again. Well, no, well, the thing (laughs) is, because so much happened with um, plot lines towards the end of the year, I thought, actually, it'd be nicer to wait until the start of 2023 to to start a new season or a new series. I know our seasons are perhaps only four episodes, as, as they were with the 50th episodes. But all I'm saying is that I've edited and released the first episode of the 70s chat and um and that's out there but i haven't released the second episode and this is the third episode what i'm saying is that it's probably been six months since we recorded the second episode and i have no idea what we talked about (laughs) so if we repeat ourselves um back then back then i I was so much younger had all my own teeth damn it (laughs) All I know is that this Wikipedia, I, I, I have so many tabs open mm. that I feel like, you know, I'm a, I'm a hoarder as it is. I'm a hoarder of tabs on my laptop mm. as well. I must have about 100 tabs open I feel like of things poked. I'm kind of... <laughs> Not that sort of tab. No, no. I, I, I literally have the, um, the Wikipedia page we were, li- we were using as a reference... Mm. Last time, and we we made it to we made it through the rain and found ourselves connected to the other folk who got rained on too and made that's, it through. That's right. We 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 were, we were in 1976. We we'd escaped 1975. But um, ah. I'm just looking down here and thinking, you know, I'll try and focus on bands I don't think we've talked about and if we have we just better use different words uh, we all just hope the listeners have forgotten oh, you know you, you suddenly say oh no, at least said all this before I'm, I'm getting to that age where i keep <laughs> telling you the same old stories that i told you last week and we all pretend we've not heard them before i tell, first i tell you the best-selling albums of, of 1976 and we, we might decide to okay. talk to some of these people about some of these people but some of them we may have already talked about so uh, as we're kind of taking a sort of band approach um we 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 don't we we sort of we're not sticking to 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 these years we're 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 talking about their careers and stuff so um we may have covered it so the the top selling album of 1976 was the greatest hits of abba um (laughs) really already well this is the thing because i think they must have had about three at that well i think (laughs) the thing is that they had had an album um before Waterloo, and right. they also had one one or two songs. Uh, I think perhaps those. Are... But you've got an Abba Greatest Hits tape you've been showing on Tinternet. Oh yeah, but that's a, now is that is that from no, then? that's a later one. That's that's oh, right. okay. the great. They did an album in nineteen eighty two called The First Ten Years, and then immediately never did right. another album until recently. <laughs> so it's not, so it's not gold and more gold. No, they not, they did Greatest gold, Hits, no. and they did the second right. Greatest Hits. Um, right. But the first greatest hits really does cover um, perhaps the singles that were that were hits in the UK, the singles right. that weren't hits in the UK, plus a few album tracks. I, I guess perhaps it took a while for their albums to sell as well as their singles. So people, yes. so so the, the the thinking might have been, we'll put a few of the catchy album tracks that mm. um, people maybe don't know yet, and um, yeah. they weren't necessarily all, all singles. But uh, I do remember that being one of the first things that uh, um, I was exposed to when I started um, getting into ABBA. But surprisingly, I mean, they must have had a hit or 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 hits or or something. I, I don't know what triggered this. It, it, it seems. Mm. 
a while after their peak, but the, the 20 Golden Greats of the Beach mm. Boys was the second. Uh, okay. Well, that sort of... I don't, I, I, don't get me wrong, but ABBA only really being in the public consciousness for yes. two years, that's an awful lot to fill... Of, uh, to fill the greatest hits, but 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 the Beach Boys by then have been oh, around yes, a yes. while. I, I, but I always wonder when like a greatest hits comes out. Uh, mm. what, was was there also? Why have you not heard? Was, half there, of them? was there a hit? Was there a? Well, that can happen because people because record they change record la- labels and the new record label wants to do a greatest hits of the songs that have been released under there. That um, nobody bought. Yeah. <laughs> How can that be a greatest um, hit? But it might be that um, this is twenty golden greats. So that, you presume that means mm. it's the you know it, it is the the uh, the, um, the, act, the, stuff the actual of stuff of legend. But yes. um, I don't. Yeah, because I'm having a look, and that album covers stuff from about sixty three to sixty nine. So there was no necessar- wasn't necessarily. Um, maybe it was one of the first times that a really good. Um, sort of compilation of being available, but but I don't think it was triggered by the fact that they had another, you know, we we, we were yeah. talking before in the first episode about Elvis, um, that, that he did mm. have one or two songs that were doing quite well um, before mm. the tragedy struck, and and mm. whereas I'm, I'm not sure, I know the Beach Boys did have one or two songs after their heyday that were hits but it, it was more few and far between i think that we've discovered haven't we over over the years now that actually sometimes you see a track listed on one of these albums and the, the title means nothing and yet you mm. you know the song mm. so sometimes when you look at a, a greatest hits collection you think what the heck is that and then you think oh it's <laughs> that one you know so so, so yeah. maybe you know maybe that's part and parcel of the greatest hits thing. It it, it doesn't yeah. tell you what things are called. I mean, there are very few bands that have uh, quite obscure track titles. I mean, I, I think something like the Kinks and something like that. But but sometimes mm. you think, oh, that's what that song is. Oh, it's track number yeah. nine. But it's called. It's known as track number nine. But it actually, it's this this little melody line that people know as Fluffy Bunnies Go Pop or whatever. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. it is kind of weird like that sometimes. Let's have a look at the uh, the Beach Boys whilst we're here. What were they doing in '76, if anything? They they had had an album in '73 called Holland, and they seem to have done an album in '77, mm-hmm. um, which apparently is the nearest they got to a punk or synth pop album. Right. Um, so it sounds synth interesting. Pop. Uh, yeah, um, the, they did 15. They must have done. They did fifteen big ones, mm. but I, I, I imagine that's uh, <laughs> well. There's an admission. I, yeah, I don't know whether that's another. That sounds like another great. That sounds like a greatest hit. It does, well, actually, that or a reason uh, to call Diner Rod. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think actually it's a covers album. That's right. probably so. They're not. They're fifteen big ones, but they're not necessarily their own. No. They've 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 nicked somebody else's big ones. Okay, get your own big one, mate. Get your own. Yeah. Um, Let's see, single singles wise. Oh no, where's the singles yet? Studio albums, yes. Mm-hmm. I want singles, singles in the seventies. Here we go. They hadn't had a hit in the UK since nineteen seventy. By the time mm. by seventy six, their, their song "Cotton Fields" got to number five. Yeah. Um, they'd had a number thirty seven hit. Although I think in nineteen seventy three, I always think of Top of the Pops as being the top forty. But I think for a long time on top of the pops, they were only interested in the top thirty. Um, mm. I don't know when they started being a bit more. They added those extra ten, but uh, 
1976 they had a single called Rock and Roll Music from which got to number 36 I don't know if that's right. I don't know if that's the little rock and roll music um, um, who did the vision of that uh, Chuck Berry uh, yeah. yes it was it was a cover it was a cover of the Chuck Berry song wow that's, that's still um, strange doing doing covers at that stage that's, yeah. that's, that's um, interesting they got to number 5 with it in America but uh, okay um, until 1979, Lady Linda. They, they had the, they had that song Kokomo in 1988, which I think was in a film. Um, but it's interesting because they were still big enough to play Live Aid in 85, the Beach Boys. And I think it's also, I mean, again, I can't remember at what point uh, McCartney was uh, calling Pet Sounds an influence, you know, or, or referring to it as an influential album. So they were still an influential band. But quite a few uh, uh, of their tracks turned up, didn't they? In Good Morning Vietnam as well. You know, they started they started turning up as the sort of soundtrack tracks that in those albums that were kind of I, I, what what's the what's the term I'm looking for? But the the soundtrack that was like a, a jukebox soundtrack oh, yeah. in some ways. Yeah, um, I know what you mean. Um, it looks like Kokomo is from Cocktail. That's the mm. Tom Cruise movie. It uh, it got. It got to number one in America. It only made twenty five in right. in the UK, but I still remember that being quite sort of. Yeah. I think I mean it's still you still hear it when you hear comp. If you hear if you heard like mm. a montage of of um, Beach Boys hits because it's a later one, it, it does tend to mm. get remembered. Yeah. I mean, whereas I don't remember Lady Linda, yes. even though that did a lot better. No. Uh, I don't remember that one as much. No. Um, but mm. uh, yeah, so there wasn't there was a bit of a reason. For them to perhaps release greatest hits the same, the same time in, mm. in seventy six, um, but at the same time they were doing a covers album. But uh, let's go back and see. So that was the that was the second biggest selling album. Mm. Um, I, sh- I I feel like we've talked a little bit about this one before. The third biggest selling album was Forever and Ever by Demis Roussos. <laughs> <laughs> Demi, I think my mum liked Demi. Yeah. You know, uh, I, 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 I don't know. It, it's, it's an odd one, right? Because it was, it was, it was uh, he, he liked his caftans, didn't he? It's, it was, uh, but there, yeah, it's, it, it was that. It's interesting when you start to analyse uh, certain bits of telly. There were, that sort of late seventies uh, uh, European holiday vibe. It's it it started to in, not infect, but it's it started to come into, you know, the music that people were buying. If you see what I mean, there was this sort of far far away shores and and sunsets and and warm summer's days. There, there was a genuine air of that, and I think Demi Roussos sort of came in on that wave, as it were. Yeah. yeah. Um. All my analogies were all over the place in that that description. There. <laughs> I, I think I started off going one way and it came another way but I, I know what I meant because I, 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 funnily enough the Beach Boys were coming in on waves as well weren't yeah, they? Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to see when his um, um, I thought his big song was what, what was his big song? Forever and ever and ever and ever yeah I'm just trying to see if I'm looking at the right thing are these albums or singles no. I, I, but of course Demis Roussos is, is in um Abigail's party, uh, the, the TV version. It's it's a, it's a, it's a classic line. So 
<laughs> he obviously he he made his it not inconsiderable impact on on social history. Yeah, I just think, I can see he had a number five hit in 1975, "Happy to Be on an Island in the Sun." Ah, um, yes. I I just I wonder if "Forever and Ever" is called something else because I can see when "Forever" has gone. Number two, mm. uh, I was expecting to see it was the. There's a, I would expect to see forever and ever, but maybe it's not quite mm. called that. But uh, um, I'll come back to that. I'll solve that mystery later. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, those are those main two. There, there now follows an insert where Paul tells you what he was talking about. Uh, woe betide me if I if I do and I come back and I say um, I've spent twenty quid on uh, five disc best of um, Demis <laughs> Um Oh yeah, I should probably these conversations cost. We should probably you, uh, we should probably mention this to the listeners because I want them to know that you know. I'm I'm committed uh, committed to doing these music, and it's not the first time. But um, mm. when I was edit- but, but should you should you support him on Patreon? Yeah, I need to be supported. <laughs> you might pay my, for some my research. That, that it's costing me money. This show, not what it costs to do this show anyway, <laughs> because you have to get a host and stuff. But but it costs because I get I go off down. I, I'm like thank goodness rabbit hole. Well, thank goodness yeah. I have Prime on music. So if I really yeah. want to download something. I can usually musically I'm I'm not too bad. It was actually so I did spend a good half an hour um listening to mm. songs by Kenny um which we covered in episode 1 of of the right. um but luckily I didn't spend any money because I had access to them. But uh I I did spend about 8 quid on buying um Stardust by David Essex because we talked about David Essex. Oh, right. Um and I was kind of like well it, yeah it, it, there isn't any other way of doing it and I'm quite interested because it's it's going to be 70s there's a lot of people in Stardust there's uh, Adam Faith and um, uh, oh there's all sorts of faces I was recognising the drummer from The Who I forgot his name Um, but yeah I mean yes lots of interesting people so I might try and watch that later Um, Mm. but yeah it costs me so we have to be very careful what we talk about if if it's too interesting there's potential that I'm going to end up going and buying something um hmm. but uh yeah i'm still not sure i still need to solve this mystery of of, of why this why the song um i'm always for I don't know, why is it is it not called what well, i think it's called maybe it's an alternate 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 dimension Davis resource hmm. um <laughs> stranger and stranger let me have a look why can't i find it it must unless it's unless it was. Does he sing in? Does he sing? He does he sing the whole thing in English? Ah, is it not called? I suppose that could be. Yes, um, it, could, it could be that the original is in in Greek. Forever, yeah. It says his. He says his best of thing is called. I wonder if it's called something else or, or it's in. Um, let me have a look. Let's see. Forever and ever is the album is called Forever and Ever as well. So oh, right. uh, I've got it here. Um, forever and ever. Just why is it not in the list? It was. Um, oh, that's weird. It doesn't even say the UK chart position. Oh, dear, oh dear. Wikipedia this is the trouble. Oh, it, it, it says it. It says it reached. It, it says it later appeared. Apparently, it was originally on. Oh, I see. Uh, sorry, we get there eventually, listeners. There is. Uh, uh, there is a bit of a mystery to this 
Um, for some reason, the song was included on Russos's 1973 album, Forever and Ever. No wonder I'm not right. seeing it in 76, because it ah. looks like it only... It, it was later on his 1976 EP, The Russos Phenomenon. That's when it, that's oh, when right. it reached number one. So that might explain it, because I'm looking... I'm looking a few years too late by if I'm looking in 1976. Um, right. But, uh, um, but yes, the mystery, the mystery of... Uh, the mystery of Demis. He does have a lot of... He does have a, a lot, a lot of... <laughs> a Paul Chandler investigates mystery. <laughs> yeah. um, Yeti on the prowl. Dun, dun, dun. All of this could be lies, except some of it I remember as being true. But um, the stuff <laughs> I don't remember, it could all be lies. But... Um, so the fourth biggest selling album, and I don't think we've discussed him before, uh, was A Night on the Town by Rod Stewart. Not a huge Rod Stewart fan. I, I worked with some people who were, who were massive fans of Rod Stewart, and for some reason, I, I, he just his music never appealed to me at all. I don't know whether it was him, or you know his personality, or the news stories surrounding him, everything like that. But for some reason, the whole Rod Stewart phenomenon kind of passed me by. Although I, I get the impression that he was, you know, a fun person. Uh, he seemed to get on very well with Kenny Everett. You know, it was yeah. he was obviously not. Not someone that one should ignore, but I don't know. It just never. It's music never really. I never talked to it. Never talked to it. I'm, really. I'm kind of a little bit the same. I did buy a greatest hits, and there were a few mm. times where there was a few songs I didn't know of his, um, like the, the Killing of Georgie. Is it Georgie? Mm. Um, mm. Which I thought was uh, sort of quite ahead of its time. Um, yeah. Um, in, in some elements, it certainly embraced the androgynous look at a time when it wasn't as widespread as it later became. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, a, there's, it, there's a very, um, there's some very sort of interesting uh, videos that turn up of Rod Stewart performances that that are uh, con- considering his his very sort of. Um, his, his very high testosterone <laughs> lifestyle. Yeah, right. it, it doesn't quite. The two don't quite sort of align, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I say just one of those. It was his music didn't yeah. didn't grab me. He, you know? He, we won't look at his whole career because he's one that's had you know a, a very very long career. The funny thing is, I was editing something today, and mm. um, I've been going through tapes that Nick has digitised, and, yes. and I've been. I, I thought I've got I've got to use this material. I can't just drop it in occasionally. I need to probably do an episode a month, or episode every six weeks, and I take some interesting mm. bits and I make it. And it's it's yeah. fun. It's, yeah, it's, it's fun. It's, I hope it's fun for the listeners. But it it's a re, mm. it gives me a reason to be sitting there listening to it. Or and uh, I was yes. listening to a tape that my brother sent me in about 1992, and um, and I was quite surprised because he said I'm going to um, put on. Um, I think around that time. Um, he, talking about covers, I think Rod Stewart did a mm. cover versions album, and he had a quite. I think he had a hit. Let's have a look. I think he has. Have a let's have a look here. He did a version of Waltzing Matilda. Um, oh, right. And is that that very slow? Yes, one? I think so. Um, oh, here we go. It's called Tom Traubert's Blues, but it's basically Waltzing Matilda. Right. It got to number six in late '92, and okay. um, I, and I don't think i would have liked that um and i was kind of listening and, and hearing the tape now i'm thinking my 10 mm. year old brother like 
like that in no, and I'm mm. kind of thinking that's a bit square, Graham. You're a bit square when you attend, yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, I, yeah. Does your brother have exotic taste in music? I, I just, I, I, well, I'm, not, I'm not sure. What, I know we not non-mainstream. I know. I know. We went through a stage around Britpop a couple of years later, mm. where we both liked the same music. But uh, right. yeah, I'm not sure that that unless unless it was the influence of Neighbours, because he mentions. Um, the the the, the child tradition of watching neighbours. He mentions. Mm. Um, uh, it's alive! <laughs> it's alive! We brought it back. We brought it. We, we caused neighbours to. <laughs> well, well, this is how long ago the uh, the early episodes of our seventies chat um, occurred. In that um, we we haven't. I hadn't even seen the last episode in, when we recorded episode one. Um, but uh, <laughs> due to the due to the the the, the, the harsh. You know, wibbly wobbly, timey wimey nature of this we, recording. We, we we really did. You know, we we got the big guns out, and uh, they had to re- reverse their decisions. Well, you so. send the boys round, didn't you, Paul? You send the boys. I think round. it was uh, well, well. At least I, I mean, I have Ick on my side, but um, yeah, I, I think it was that Vision on Sound episode we did about <laughs> neighbours and the, the end of TV shows that. Uh, Basically, was the turnaround. So, uh, yeah, turn the yeah, super tanker. Yes. But, <laughs> um, yet, yet, yet to see in these new episodes. But uh, um, by the time this is edited, who knows? They might even be behind the cameras. <laughs> um, but uh, yes, yeah, the power of podcasting. Um, yeah. So I was. Oh my goodness! Is this really what's this? Um, and, oh, yeah. Because of course, Rod is obviously known for. Being in the faces, which I don't, I don't know a lot of. I mean, I know some of the famous ones, um, mm. but I've never had like a, a faces compilation. I've had small faces yeah. albums, but not not fa- right. faces albums. Um, but they've got one here that I didn't realise this was the full. Um, I, I've heard about you can make me dance, sing, or anything, but the but the yeah. full title. Is you can make me dance, sing, or anything, even take the dog for a walk, mend a fuse, fold away the ironing board, or any other domestic shortcomings. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's, it's a Scottish life in there. <laughs> um, so, of course, before I mean, we're talking about 776, um, mm-hmm. and but just before that, we've got he had number one with sailing, and he had a right. which um, is sort of well. Easy listening, heaven. I suppose if you like, mm. um, very popular amongst the Radio Two crowd. I yes. imagine not the current Radio Two crowd, but because Radio no. Two isn't what it was. But at some point, oh, uh, at some point, it was this very weak oh, tragedy. Tragedies. Uh, um, and then we got this old heart of mine, number four. Um, uh, so he was having quite a lot of hits around this time mm. but tonight's the night number five the killing of georgie mm. part one two number two um that's more those are more some well 75 into 76 uh he mm. appears to have done a cover of get back um okay. in uh in 76 that they got to number 11 at a, re- at a 1976 re- re-release of maggie may only got to 31 um okay. but then in 76 and then in seventy seven he has I don't want to talk about it and the first cut is right. the deepest. They got to number yeah. one. You're in my heart, number three. Um and then he was having quite because this is even before Do You Think I'm Sexy, which was another number one in seventy mm. eight. Um Yeah, he was having a lot of num he was having a lot of top ten hits around 
uh, I think mm. he was probably more successful in 77 and 78 than he'd been mm. in 76 but uh, mm. uh, well, the first cut is a uh, yeah. is a, a cover isn't it um, yes I think so I don't think he I, um, I know well I know his version but I really love it's mm. P.P. Arnold from 1967 yeah. but I have a Cheryl Crow version I really like um, oh, okay. but uh, I, I do probably do tend to uh, towards female vocals if, if I have a prefer- if mm. I have a preference not completely right. I tend to like very harmonious I like harmonious male groups or female or yes. um, are my go-to with male groups things like I, right. I mean, things like the, the, the Beach Boys or or Bread or or Beatles or yeah. or um, Teenage Fan Club and things like that um, yeah uh, but uh, rather than single males, uh, I, I single females, yeah. Um, yes, and female groups, yes. But uh, then we have number five, the fifth selling, biggest selling album is mm. Glenn Campbell's Twenty Golden Greats. Um, oh, right. Now again, I'm not sure what triggered Glenn Campbell. Yeah. I'd like Glenn Campbell. Yeah. Rhinestone Cowboy. Mm. I mean, it's... Uh, but it's... Um, he, I know he was in True Grit, but that was earlier than that. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know, again, what what triggered the greatest hits to come out on this particular uh, year, mm. but uh, let's have a, a look. Um, let's go into discography. Yeah, I mean, of course, a lot of these albums tend to do well at the end of the year as well, or they come out in time for mm. Christmas periods. Christmas, yes. It's, mm. it's never really... Never really changed. Um, I mean, he seems to have released loads of albums, so he, he was yes. presumably still. I'm just trying to find it. So here we go singles. Um, was he releasing any singles in '76? He he did have he did have some singles in seven in '76 that were well mm. certainly U.S. country hits, not not right, not necessarily chart hits. Um, he had don't pull don't pull your love um okay. number number four in the u.s country chart and the single before that country boy you got your feet in la got to number three and actually according to this rhinestone cowboy I, rhinestone Cow, I, I don't know why but i feel like i feel like rhinestone cowboy is older than it is um rhinestone mm. cowboy is only from um 75 so oh, right uh, yeah, and that was a proper chart hit. That was a number four over here. I think I just... I, I, I've possibly told you this story before, but I, I, I was in... Uh, when I was a, a student uh, in South Wales, there was a pub crawl we used to do because <laughs> there was basically a, a very small village with a lot of pubs in it back in the day. And we used to sort of hop from pub to pub. And I remember at closing time going in and doing... Uh, putting that, putting rhinestone cowboy on all the jukeboxes in all the pubs in in the village, and it was glorious. It was Wales, you know, but but you could actually hear them all singing it in the in the various pubs down uh, down the road. It's just one of those. St- and it was always rhinestone cowboy we selected. Lovely, lovely. I don't know. That's one of those weird memories, and I'm probably remembering it totally wrong. It probably never happened, but I remember it vividly. I mean, maybe we just we were the people who put the things on the jukebox and left the pub, and everyone hated us. I, I, I think because I knew, like Wichita Lineman and Galveston, mm. they were both mm. sixty-eight, and or well, yeah. Wichita Lineman was sixty-eight, and Galveston was sixty-nine, and and they were kind of 
hits to sort of over. Uh, I, I don't feel I'm doing. I might be doing his memory a disservice, but my dad was a big fan yeah. of country and western. Oh, my dad! My dad was quite a big fan. Um, mm. the, so yeah, he did have he did have quite a few top ten hits in mm. the UK. But I think um, if if I was asked when Rhinestone Cowboy mm. came from, I think I would. Mm. Have, I was thinking everything came. All the hits came mm. from the late sixties. So I didn't realize it's interesting again that sound because that would have been the era when uh, David Saul had his LPs out, mm. uh, my, which my mother was a big fan of. But but they were very much influenced by that sort of music as yeah. well. So yeah, Witch to Lime Man got to number seven. Um, mm. Galveston got to fourteen. Um, mm. How do you come back? Number four. Uh, mm. All I have to do is Dream Bobby Gentry number three. Mm. It's only make believe four. So he was having top ten hits. <laughs> And yeah. but these are all massive yeah. songs, aren't they? I mean, when you think about it, and, and time, you know, timeless classic. I mean, they've 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 stood the test of time, really. I mean, I don't know whether people remember sort of Glen Campbell musically mm. these days, you know. But I, I all those tunes were, were sort of yeah, big hitters. Mm. I, I and it's, I just didn't realise there was such a like a gap of five years between his last top ten mm. and Rhinestone Cowboy. Um, there's one called Bonaparte's Retreat, which was a hit in the US country chart and in um, and in Australia it was no, it was number four. Um, uh, so it wasn't a hit. Anyway, I wonder why that one was such a big hit in Australia. Um, mm. Interesting, but uh, yeah, I think well, he had a, a song called Southern Nights in 1977. Mm. That was his last top forty appearance. Um, okay. I mean, in the UK, that is. I mean, he's probably mm. he, he's got other hits in in the US country for for, for mm. years and years. But uh, so yeah, number six, um, the, the again greatest hits. But but then you know it's still a good way, a, a good jumping off point mm. for some of these. We'll look at some of the the, the other bands in a minute. But these are the definitely mm. the big ones. Um, the Eagles, their greatest hits was the sixth biggest selling album. Now okay. I don't think we've ever discussed. The Eagles and which, and which one, but but again, I'm sure they were bigger in the states than they were over mm. here. Probably had more hits. Over yeah, there, I think the Eagles were huge in America. Yeah. and I don't, I, I don't actually have a lot. I could, I couldn't list you a list of Eagles tracks, and then you'll you'll tell me like 15 on them. Like, oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> let's see. Let's look. We'll look at the UK to start with. We'll look around the sort of mm. type this sort of time. They started in about 72. We'll look at the ones that were hits in America. Before we, mm. when they weren't even having hits in the UK, they had a number yes. nine hit with Witchy Woman. <laughs> Witchy Woman. I don't, woman. Know. No, I don't remember, I don't remember that, that one. My dad has a greatest hits. Um, he probably has that greatest hits. Um, mm. He was never like a massive fan, but he obviously, I think he mm. liked the song Desperados. I think it was on a Western movie or something. And, and, mm. and so I do know some of of, of their mm. songs. But um, then, uh, Peaceful Easy Feeling, number twenty two. Uh, they, they, I mean, even they had some singles in their own home in their own home country that that didn't yes. didn't do very well. They had um, Tequila Sunrise, Outlaw Man, James Dean. Right. These were all like sixty four, fifty nine, seventy seven. So, yes, of course. Then there's also the country chart, which is a different thing altogether. Mm. But their first UK hit was one of these nights, which was number one in America, but number mm. twenty three. 
then Lying Eyes, number two in America, 23 with UK. Taking mm. to the Limit, number four, number 12 with us. Um, yep. New Kid in Town, number one in the US, number 20 in the UK. Uh, mm. Hotel California, number one in America. It was number eight um, in the yep. UK. It, it's it's funny because we were into 1977 by then. I think I was, in my head, Hotel California's a little bit earlier than 77 I don't know why mm. yeah, I, I kind of think of the other bands that they were compared to and those are yeah. those are perhaps slightly earlier than them but uh, yeah. I mean um, and really after Hotel California it was sort of heading back down as, I mean, as far mm. as singles were concerned I'm sure um, mm. albums are a different matter but they had in, in well in, in America they had another number one they had Heartache mm. Tonight number one mm. in 1979 uh, that was mm. only a top. That was only for number forty. It had please mm. come home for Christmas. That only got to thirty. Mm. The long run number eight. Um, right. Number sixty six in the UK. Uh, I can't mm. tell you why number eight in America mm. not even a chart position. Or I don't know if it just wasn't no. released as a single. Um, although it was a hit in in other countries like Canada and New Zealand. Mm. But they, they, the interesting thing, I suppose, is that they, you know, they, they were huge. And, and I think the way, again, people would hear back back in those days, they would hear a track on the radio and they would seek out the, the greatest hits album. And, and people did want the hits. They've always wanted, you know, they don't necessarily want the album track. Well, that might, yeah, do. that might explain the ABBA thing with the greatest hits, that mm. the people who bought Waterloo or they bought Mamma Mia, mm. but they didn't, mm. they hadn't bought the albums. And perhaps, um, no. I don't even know how readily available those albums were to start with um, I know I Do I Do I Do which, which mm. has become quite a famous song for them wasn't a, mm. wasn't a hit in the UK it was no. under the 30 anyway and uh, mm. they didn't they didn't have you know some of these bands they take a little while to get started even, yes. even when they do as well as as Abba did with Waterloo but uh, I don't know I, I guess we can have a little talk about number seven, the, the mm. very best of Slim Whitman. Oh right, Slim. <laughs> we probably talked about him. Oh, we probably talked about him in the in the fifties or whatever or sixties when mm. we were talking about. We probably. But it's definitely a, a, it's definitely a, a country and western. Yeah. I feel I feel that that's country and western. I feel I feel he wore he wore a big hat, but I maybe I may be mixing him up with Slim Panatella and the Marlboro Man. <laughs> I don't know. He did. Um, <laughs> Well, very... did he have a pencil moustache? Yes, he, do, he does. He does. Um, his UK hits were "Indian Love Call" in 1952, ah, number seven. Um, China Doll. Oh, Ch- China Doll, number um, fifteen. Um, right. Rosemary. A little China Doll. That's oh, not the one. That's, that's, <laughs> the, that's the Bowie. Um, stop it. Um, we have Rosemary, um, mm. 1954. That was a number one in the UK. Um, number eight, seven, eight. I'll take you home again, Kathleen. Number seven. Oh, I don't know if that was a that was might have been that was probably a cover even when he did it. Um, well, my dad used to sing that yeah. to my mother for she was a Kathleen. Uh, so yeah. um, he had Happy Anniversary number fourteen in the UK. Right. Uh, in 1974, that's quite. He basically uh, covered all the celebrations. He did, didn't yeah. he? <laughs> I mean, he had a lot of other hits. In the, he had more hits in America, even in the. He knew where the money was. <laughs> even in the early 70s, he was having top 10 hits in America. Um, I wonder if he stayed slim throughout his entire life. <laughs> I mean, it must be kind of weird if he, in his later career he was touring and he was sort of built like a bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I should probably add that these bigger hits 
were the US country charts. But then I think us UK people find the American charts a little bit complicated. There are so many of them. I'm never 100% sure which is the chart. The sort of, I mean, I know there's the... The, the, <laughs> the billboard and everything but uh, billboard, I think that's yes. what we've gone on when we've done these discussions it's usually been the billboard but uh, mm, indeed um, the eighth biggest selling album in 76 A Night at the Opera by Queen um, I don't know if we've had a, a proper big conversation about Queen I, I hesitate because mm. um, well there are a lot of uh, big experts out there if yes. we didn't mention them in episode 2 which I don't know until I edited it sorry listeners um, mm. I will know I will know by the time you do episode <laughs> 4 because Queen's going to come back up again so mm. if we don't have a big chat about them mm. now and we haven't already in the episode I've forgotten uh, mm. <laughs> then we've got plenty of other opportunities mm. I like to I like to I like to make my efforts <laughs> so memorable well, I, did <laughs> I did 106 episodes last year I'm sorry. I don't remember either Paul to be fair I edited, I edited um, a show that you were in on Monday and I was sat here earlier trying to think what it was about <laughs> and it's it's what Wednesday it's two days ago and I can't remember a thing about it and I edited the whole I sat there all day with you in my ears sort of sorting out a show and I two days later I'm thinking what the hell did we talk about <laughs> I, I was asked if I could comment for a book that's coming, that's being written about oh, Doctor yeah. Who tape zines, oh, yes. and I, I did a couple of possible entries right. that, that were own, didn't weren't very good and were like one-off editions. Um, ah. uh, great Oaks, Paul. Great Oaks. But I was asked to give anecdotes about doing that, and I and I'm this was thirty years ago, and I did it. Mm. I, did it once and never did it again. I, it's not something I consider as one of my greatest hits. No. So I have very little, very little memory of it. The ghosts of your past. I was when I was listening forever. to it for this episode. I was doing a, no. of old bit, and I did a review about the Tooley Street exhibition, Doctor Who exhibition from okay. nineteen eighty-eight or nine or whatever. And I'm, I'm listening to it, and it's all perfectly. In, I don't remember going there or doing it. Any of the things I'm talking about doing, uh, I, I'm, 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 I have. A, I did Could say anybody. I did say. I know. I said to um, uh, Alan and Nick, who are doing the the book, mm. uh, I'll listen to it again and see if it triggers anything. I just don't think it's going to. Um, it, it's it's different if somebody said, "Oh, tell us about the making of the Charlotte podcast," or "Tell us about the making of Sutton Park." I did mm. these things for a lot, lots of years. I'm sure I yeah. could talk for a while about them, but uh, mm. when it's just a one one-off thing you did mm. i don't even know it might it might it may it may have been one day of my life i don't know how long it took me to record it probably not that mm. long um it's funny when you i mean I, I, some people have much better memories don't they oh i the only thing i, I again listeners might uh, sympathize with this but i remember very very long time ago i when i was a student i tried we tried to, instead of writing letters me and a friend tried to send each other audio oh, yeah. cassettes uh, uh yeah it, it wasn't it wasn't the most dynamic 90 minutes or 45 minutes of anybody's life quite frankly no, i dr me listening to me droning on on my own for 45 minutes is nobody's idea of fun especially when after about mm, 15 seconds i've run out of things to <laughs> talk about well, a lot of the tapes that, that have been appearing in these episodes listeners will know by now uh, were exactly that but we we don't have many examples of of what i sent to people we have no. what's coming back so it's a nice way of sharing voices that aren't yes. mine <laughs> but um what we did used to fill the tapes by putting music or like because um 
you know, when I sent a, sent a message to my friend Elaine, she was always buying music. I was always buying music. Mm-hmm. We'd we'd fill at least half the tape up with, oh, these are my favourite tracks off this new album by mm-hmm. by so and so. Content is king, isn't it? But it must be very uh, difficult generally in in that sort of area of. Uh, production to come up with new stuff I, I always think that well fanzines generally uh, I know but I know we've got sidetracked here but well fanzines generally they they quite often relied on opinion pieces or or cartoons or or you know just funny takes on things but actually to try and do that spontaneously and only in audio I mean this is, this is obviously coming from us who, who who've been doing podcasting now for several years but it, it's not actually that's straightforward when you're trying to interest people who are a fan of a thing if you see what i mean i think um because i've got so little memory of the things that are are being talked about or or because mm. it's somebody else talking yes. I, I, I can't i can't say that i'm choosing the clips from nostalgia it's i guess it's nice to hear those people's voices no. i hope i'm picking the clips because it's something interesting they're saying and yes. and, and my the feedback has been that people have enjoyed them and it doesn't matter that they don't know them or perhaps in some cases they know the more recent versions of them from being on the, sh- mm. the podcast um but mm. uh, you know i think sometimes gosh people are kind of wow that's so and so who's in the show now that's that's nick or troby mm. talking 30 years ago and and mm. um it, it's sort of interesting going into queen i guess Seven, 75, 76, they're only just beginning with their, with their hits, really. They, they, they had Seven Seas mm. of Rye in 74, and Killer Queen mm. in 74, Now I'm Here, number mm. 11. Yeah, they had, so yeah, 10, 2, Killer Queen was very, was very big. Mm. Um, then Bohemian Rhapsody, of course, and then You're My Best Friend was, was the follow-up single, and that got to yes. number 7 after Bohemian Rhapsody being number 1. For the, for the first time it was number mm. one then mm. in 76 yeah you're my best friend somebody to love that was number two mm. uh, but they also had a, a flop um single or relatively flop single tie your mother down num- number 30 ah, tie your mother it, which they played it in concerts yeah, for number years 31. um it was a bigger hit in the netherlands number 10 but mm. um it, it uh is they also sort of knocked back they, they were doing they had Killer Queen number twelve, Bohemian Rhapsody number two, mm. You're My Best Friend sixteen, mm. Somebody to Love number thirteen. Those were the US chart positions, and Tie Your Mother mm. Down only got to forty nine. So I did not knock them back. Mm. That was a bit of a knockback. That one, Good Old Fashioned Lover Boy number seventeen. That was also seventy six. Mm. Um, there's, there's, and then we're into seventy seven, and We Are the Champions, which was a hit mm. uh, in America and in the UK and other places as well mm. Spread Your Wings that it's from News of the World that's a single that only got to mm. 34 so uh, yeah I mean I remember with the going much further ahead the if we look at the mm. chart positions of the Eurythmics they, they have a ma- they'd mm. have a massive hit and then the next single would be like 32 or something Duff. and then it'd be number 3 mm. and then and some of the ones mm. that didn't do well um Oh, some of my favourites. People often, I think the problem is that sometimes people like a song, but they don't like the next one, especially mm. if you are, I mean, bands like uh, Queen, bands like Eurythmics did kind of mix and match their mm. styles. Mm. And, you know, so that, that's not, I suppose that's not necessarily unexpected, no. but it is kind of 
interesting that that these bands that you always assume were successful all yeah. the time really did have these peaks and troughs. Although a lot of those tracks did, like I say, end up on the live albums later as well. So yeah. they they weren't without merit and and without popularity. It's just that. You know, it's if people. Fans are funny things. I, I remember, you know, Elton John has a phase in the late seventies, early eighties, where his his, his his singles don't do so well. As to as to Queen, I don't want to talk too much more about Queen because I think we'll we'll come back to them mm. when we're talking about mm. depending how we'll definitely okay. creep on through the the seventies. But I think we can sort of, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll see their name pop up. up. We'll we'll mm. talk about them. But that, so we can see that they were doing really well. But they'd have the odd single that kind mm. of. Wasn't wouldn't do so well, and and uh, I've never mm. been like um, they're one of the few bands where I do own some albums of, but I I definitely can't say yeah. I'm an aficionado to the point where I know album tracks or uh, and so those no. ones that what those songs there that weren't I mean but but that would be the song those would be the songs that I would be if I was on YouTube at mm. eleven o'clock at night or something it would be those mm. singles I would be looking to listen to because I'd be like okay so what yes. does whatever those titles were uh, I've, I've moved on I've moved on the titles uh, but the mm. ones that didn't do so well I'd be those are the ones I'd want to hear now because it's a bit mm. like when I go back and watch Doctor Who I tend to watch the, my least favourite ones because I can't remember them as well right um, yeah, I, I fi- find sometimes you know something too I wouldn't sit down and watch I probably wouldn't sit down and watch We Are The Champions vi- video because no. it's that I could s- sing most of that in my head because um, it's just so famous but uh, I, I, um, yes now, the ninth uh, biggest selling album of, of 1976 is Desire by Bob Dylan. Um, right. I should probably lay my cards on the table and say I've never been a Bob Dylan fan. Um, right. But I'm not saying... I, but I do like some of his songs. And I think I like... I think I like perhaps his 60s stuff. Just find his... Mm. Um, tuneless at times mm. if, he, if he's not careful. Mm. I remember having when when he did um, Travelling Wilburys. I remember having the I yes. didn't have the first one, but I had the second album. I think that might be the one. Royals may have died by then, so I don't think he's on there at all. And and so mm. there was Bob Dylan, Tom Petty, George Harrison, Jeff Lynne. I think by that stage, and majority mm. of the songs went lead vocal to, to Bob Dylan, who is my least favourite of those four. Vocalist, I'd much rather George Harrison. I'd much rather Jeff Lynne, and I'd much rather Tom Petty. Mm. But I think Mm. he's one of those people that people either—he's probably a bit of a Marmite person. People either love him or people don't. Yeah, I just never. Mm. um, I I I came quite late to uh, Bob Dylan, and 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 can and now can quite enjoy uh, his. It's, it's like his greatest hits album or whatever, but uh, I must admit it's it's a very it's a it is quite a narrow band of appeal. Uh, but I I was I was sort of pointed at uh, Dylan by by a friend of mine a long time ago, and I'd sort of never listened to his stuff, and and it it, it did it it kind of it did come from a a place of nostalgia in the end. But uh, but there are you know subterranean homesick blues and things like that are are yeah. very good, and of course. Some of these things, a lot of Dylan has been covered. Well, I think I like, yeah, I think I like the covers. I love the bird mm. stuff. Um, mm. I, pre- I think I just prefer the the birds singing his songs than, <laughs> than yes. I do him. Um, the funny thing is, this Desire one, um, Desire album, has been an album I've always meant to get into because I remember, right. I don't, I'm trying to find out what film it was in, but the song The Hurricane. 
Um, I think mm. it, I'm sure it was used in the film, and I like I liked it, and I thought, oh well, maybe this yes. is the album I ought to be um, trying trying out. Um, yes, but I, I've never I've never got there yet. But there's something will happen. I I I don't try and force these things. This no. is not just with music. This is with oh writing. well, this is this it. Is I mean, with... the worst thing you can do is say, oh well, I should like this, therefore I'm going to. I mean, because uh, that just you know, in the end, yeah. I think. That can. I, I remember a very, very long time ago, uh, when I was a, a you know a very young person. People would, um, we'd sit there at two, three in the morning, and people were doing whatever they did at two or three in the morning. But they'd put LPs on, and I always remember people would always put Led Zeppelin on, mm. and and I would sort of sit there, and it would just give me a headache, mm. and then. Years later, I came to Led Zeppelin through a different route and loved it. Mm. But at the time, it was just, oh, God, they're putting this on. So I think you've got... I think you do have to find your own way to... All, all music, really. Yeah. You know, you, you don't necessarily have to like it because other people do. You have to find a way of liking it yourself. I, I, Much the same way the Smiths completely passed me by when mm. I was a student, mm. and then I got massive nostalgia for them after I ended being a student and I remembered all the times that yeah. we'd been listening to the Smiths if you see what I mean yeah I'm the same I'm the same with with uh, some, some of his music some of the TV shows mm. I thought I think well I, I I'll wait I'll, something something will if I'm not if I'm not sure that something will mm. make me want to come back to the show mm. or or even with my poetry I never thought I'd be a poet and then I wrote so much and so much for many years yeah and then and suddenly I just got to the point where I thought, I think I'm repeating myself now. I don't think I've got mm. anything new to say, and I don't. I think mm. my it's everything's very. I think I should mm. stop now. And, and other than writing one or two lyrics for songs I've done with mm. my friend Harry, I haven't mm. done much recently. But no. one day I'll go back. Some, to it. I'll probably go back to it, and may, or maybe I'll find a different rhyming structure or a different mm. something. Something will trigger. Uh, yeah, something will trigger thing. Me. I don't do. I don't do a great deal of writing. Uh, because I do mm. the podcast, and I'm able to be mm. so creative in the podcast. But mm. um, I had a I had a friend last year who want who I wanted to come back and play a character, but it, mm. it was too complicated to not just say let's add uh, improvise it. So I wrote him a script for his yeah. lines. Um, yeah. So I, what I have written in the last five years has mainly been guest spots for people on the show mm. who need a script mm. to do their bits. Um, mm. And I have thought about doing a, a Sherlock podcast novel, which isn't as crazy as it sounds. Um, no. But you, I mean, you and uh, you and Nick putting out that book last year. I think again, that sort of triggers. Once you've done it, it sort of triggers you to want to do another one. And I think that that you know these things sometimes they can sit quite, you know, in limbo for a long time, and then suddenly you think, oh, well, you know what? I'll come back to that and do that again. Although the Shalaf podcast is obviously an audio thing, I, 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 the the writer in me wants would like to have a Shalaf podcast thing that I can hold in my hand, and so, which is why I, you know. I, well, I, I've I, done I've done three visual uh, visual volumes mm. around the archives. Stuff, yes, that's right. You know, yeah. and that's an audio thing. You know, yeah. it 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 feels sometimes that you know these things can cross media. I want I wanted to get I've I've got some merchandise from Redbubble. In fact, uh, I I I have a Patreon um, site <laughs> fan, uh, folks. But um, um, I yes I I was kind of getting a bit envious of of my Patreon supporters getting their merchandise and thinking I quite like a mug with the so I thought actually I could I, I, I can't subscribe to my own Patreon they don't let you do that right. 
but I can go on Redbubble and do something very similar. So I've got mm. I've got some Charlotte podcast mugs and hats and and little book notebooks. You're going to end up and, you're yeah. going to end up buying your own Patreon products oh, yeah. from eBay. From I tried. Well, I tried. To, I tried to <laughs> join my. Own, I thought it's just easier to join my own Patreon. It was like you can't do that. You you can't you, be uh, your own fan. Oh. Uh, can, well, you could if you if you had <laughs> well, another online I could, identity. I could board. do that, but it was easy just to go on Redbubble. Cardboard mustache and. <laughs> it, it, yeah, I could have. it was just easy to do Redbubble. Then. Um, it didn't feel quite as as as, as sort of um, yeah. but um, yeah. I was thinking I could. I you're hearing it here first, listeners. But I kind of like the idea of doing a, a Charlotte podcast book where. I'm going going to the bar and I'm kind of talking to the barman about oh I must tell you about my friend Ick or I should tell you about Bettina Dupree and then I can sort of I don't know I haven't I've started I've started the first chapter but um, yeah we'll see, we'll see anyway let's get back to this um, well, yeah, but, uh, <coughs> graphic novel <laughs> yeah well yeah <laughs> that might be a good way of doing it but nope. sure. we'll have we'll, 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 I'll, I'll get my people to Ick no he's not my people anymore he won't, <laughs> he won't talk to me um, comedy and um, uh, do you have any people on, do you, other than you or do you do you have any fictional people that I can be no my people. fiction oh, you need to invent somebody who can be my people <laughs> I'm, I'm still trying to live down the shame of, of doing a Christmas story on my show <laughs> <laughs> let's go oh, with that um Number ten. Before we we'll talk, we'll do number ten, and then we'll do a, a quick look at just some of the smaller groups before we have to finish. Mm. But uh, so number ten was Wings at the Speed of Sound. So ah. um, I, which for some reason I think it's because of the title. I always think it's their live album, and then I think yes. then I remember it's not their live album. Um, right. It's it's actually a, um, a studio album. But uh, a neighbor of mine at college uh, bought a, a three a three album Wings album. I think. Had three LPs in it, mm. a triple a triple album. That's the word I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, he was a big big Wings fan. Well, you know, I I have I obviously I I'd like Wings, but mm. um, I, I always had to be very diplomatic when we were talking mm. about the seventies, mm. and I, I can only explain it by the fact that, uh, and I know is it Alan Partridge who who, mm. who thinks that. Wings are better than the Beatles, mm. and, and I think um, I think Nick is very much he likes the music mm. of his ta- time, mm. and and the Beatles isn't of his time, although mm. he was born towards the end of them. Whereas mm. I'm not so much like I wasn't born anywhere near the Beatles, mm. and I was only born a little bit during Wings, but, mm. but so it's just the different way of looking at music and and yeah nick loves wings much more than he likes the beatles mm. but and, and i'm like sitting there as a beatles fan going no 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 one seriously <laughs> thinks that wings is better than the beatles do they do they i mean, guess lots of people do but no not for no. me i'm afraid um i but i do like wings but i just mm. like them as much as well, you know i mean 70s lennon is interesting yeah not yeah. saying you'd necessarily you know, it's not not necessarily the most popular Lennon music. Yeah, I like some of seventies Harrison as well. But mm, um, that's right. It, it, but they, they uh, all did interesting. Yes, they did after. interesting things, definitely. But but yes, it's 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 yes. We could talk about that all day. Um, well, again, I I, I remember a neighbour of mine uh, coming up up the corridor with the give, give my regards to Broad Street mm. soundtrack. So you know, it, it, McCartney had appeal for a long time oh, yeah. after the Beatles. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I I do wonder how much of me likes Paul McCartney as my favourite Beatle, 
because I'm called Paul and he's called Paul. And when you uh, were when you were uh, when you were a little Beatles fan, sim- simpatico. Uh, were you were you named after him? With, did your, was your mother? I like to think. Uh, well, no, not really. Not to a major extent. Are you, are you Paul John Ringo George? <laughs> <laughs> no, not. Is your brother called Ringo? <laughs> These are questions you ask yourself. If if the if you are called Paul and your brother's called Ringo, your your parents may have been Beatles fans. Oh wow! I never thought, never thought of it like that. Um, I would rather be. Um, I mean, when I, when I watched the Get Back documentary, I was still a Paul fan over <laughs> everybody else. I just thought it was amazing. Like he, I mean, he'd probably been doing practice before he even got there. But he sits down and he's like, "Oh, I'm just going to write this. Oh, oh, let it be." And you just watch it. In, like he's writing this song. I mean, I mean, I know some people. Who don't yes. like things like Long and Winding Road, and and they are quite middle of the roady type songs, but they're classics of of the later period of. And, and he's just sitting there, kind of tinkling away, and and it's cutting. And where, meanwhile, John Lennon's kind of sharing sort of loving like glances at Yoko, and not really being that interested. And George Harrison yeah. stormed out, and I'm thinking Paul's getting on with the work, and he's writing these classic songs. Um, they're they're sort of instantly nostalgic. I think that's the interesting thing about the Beatles. They they feel like they they come from a a much older place uh I, I again i one of those strange and peculiar things recently i was tricked into watching watching a, a, how dare i a richard curtis film because i watched yesterday uh, and, and yeah. i don't think you've seen yesterday I, but it's an it's a it's a peculiar film but i didn't find it appalling uh, I, yeah. I thought i was going, I to, thought it was going to be appalling so i hadn't watched it but maybe i should give mm. it a go only because isn't ed sheeran in it at some point and 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 and, and um there, there are people. problems with it, as as there are with most Richard Curtis uh, yeah. uh, movies. There, there are reasons not to watch them. But I just thought it made me cross. But in a way, I got a little bit cross at both the mm. the the Queen and the Elton John movies because mm. there were things that were skimmed over or, or things that were or mess with timelines time and stuff. And I'd be getting, oh no, that's that, that's not right. That's not right. I can't. Um, and, mm. and I'm sure they. Re- I think they're really good movies if you. Just like Queen in a very casual way, yeah. but even somebody who isn't a super Queen fan or even a mm. super Elton John fan, but likes them mm. enough. But I think I I I like my facts. Well, right. it, <laughs> yeah, well that's the problem, isn't it? Fans can be <sighs> fans can be hard work for other fans yeah. sometimes, it's, and I think that's interesting. I mean, it's, say if someone decided to make a TV play about the story of the uh, relaunch of Doctor Who and they went straight from uh, Chris Eccleston to Peter Capaldi and missed out all the other stuff, mm. you know, fans at home would be, oh, but if you're telling the story, <coughs> you know, maybe it wouldn't matter so much to the casual yeah. viewer, but, but people will nitpick and, and pull things apart if that's not right. And I think sometimes... it's. So fandom itself, Beatles fans, whatever, football fans, they can actually be, they really can be the worst enemy of other fans because they they stop, they stop, <clears throat> they they see the problem and don't see the, the the love. If you see what I'm saying, they can sort of say, "Oh well, that that fact is wrong," and they can get obsessed I, about that little fact being wrong rather than just sort of wallowing in the whole crazy ride i, I remember it? having an argument with somebody and i know they're just trying to wind me up but i was just trying mm. to be to, to, to sort of step aside and say mm. i don't think what i'm saying is because i'm a doctor who fan so when doctor who came back one of my 
well, a friend, uh, uh, the partner of a friend was trying to wind me up by mm. sort of saying, oh, Doctor Who's rubbish, it shouldn't come back. I can't, I think this mm. might be even after it started to be successful again. And he's like, no, I mean, mm. it's just, it, that was his opinion, but it was also, um, yeah. and I said, yeah, but taking a side that I like it and you don't like it, it makes mm. the BBC so much money, it make, it sells mm. so well, it, it, it makes total sense mm. to, to bring it back. Mm. Um, and, and, and I just realised there's no point talking to because he just wants to no. be pedantic and to wind me up. Even though what I'm trying to be a non-doctor fan and say, even from a bank from a bank manager's point of view, it makes sense yeah. to, to to bring Doctor Who back. Well, I, I I can I can honestly say I mean you know on the one hand because there's there's that little voice in your head uh, when I was watching the Queen movie and when I was watching the Elton John movie. Both of them, there were moments in it where I thought, well, that 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 track wasn't then. They didn't do that track then, or they didn't. And then you sort of sit back and go, yeah, but actually, I get the point. I get what they're trying to do here. They've got two hours to tell the story, and you know, you have to sometimes in any um, adaptation of a novel, they will compress, you know, stories. They will take, make two characters into one. Uh, in any, even, you know, when they're telling the, I mean, let's face it, you think about a series like they've done about, you know, the life, a life story of somebody, they're they're always going to have to move things around just to get the story told. So you've got to forgive it. But sometimes people, I think a lot of fans of a thing can can get so obsessed with the small thing that's wrong. Yeah. that Like I say, they just lose sight yeah. of the bigger, oh, actually, yeah. but it's quite a, it's quite a fun movie. Yeah. Um... Well, I suppose we should go out to Wings and talk about Hallowed. Mm. Sorry, so, no, Hallowed no, it's fine. I, 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 uh, we, we have to. What we? Uh, the more we wander off the plot, the less likely it is we repeat something we said in episode in that <laughs> mysterious episode two that I haven't. I, I, I always think this. I think this on my own show as well. Sometimes it's just nice to take something as a starting point and yeah, see where exactly, you end exactly. up. Exactly. Well, we're much. It's much easier to do that in this kind of episodes because we're not we're not sticking to a or we have to get through the top you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, so yes this is kind of what the intention was why I thought it was worth doing these episodes even though we've you know Nick and I had done the the 70s so it's not going to be the same it's going to be a different it's going to be a different conversation cause, and a different way of looking at it um, so yeah I mean by 76 they had quite a they've had a lot of their big hits because um, mm. they started with things like give even like things like Give Ireland Back to the Irish and Mary Had a Little Lamb, which mm. were kind of... I think they're ones that don't even end up on greatest hits. <laughs> um, uh, I think uh, Give Ireland Back to the Irish was number 16, Mary Had a Little Lamb, number 9. Then you've got High, 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 number 5, My Love, number 9, yeah. Never Let Die, number 9, uh, mm. Helen Wheels, number 12, uh, Jet, number 7, Band on the Run, number 3, Junior's Farm, number 16... Listen to what the man said, number six. Um, and actually, by seventy-five, this is the first time we come to a non, a single that didn't do so well from the album yeah. Venus and Mars. Letting go, number forty-one. Mm. I don't really. I saw, again, even though I've listened to quite a lot of um, yeah. Wings albums, um, it's not one that I'm familiar. I haven't listened. I, I probably listened to actual albums of Wings mm. back when, more like in the eighties, um, as yeah. I haven't necessarily gone back to those albums that much recently 76 was yeah. a very good year the wings at, at the speed of sound era silly love songs was number two and then mm. let them in was number two mm. um and then you've got um well a live version of maybe i'm amazed uh, yeah. 28 mother of kintyre of course 
um, in 77, number one, and with mm. a little luck, number five. Um, mm. I do like the, the Wing songs, which are a bit more like um, <laughs> like some of his his um, actually was it a Wing songs or a solo? The the Ad- mm. Admiral Wolsey one, oh, where it kind yeah, of right. goes through his char- characters like he did in the Beatles, and it goes from mm. um, I think that might even be a solo one, but uh, oh, okay. um, he still has characters, and he still mm. there are you do get. No, I mean, he does have some very good things like Jet yeah. and Band on the Run mm. are very catchy tunes, and mm. um, but but you still get some of the imaginative um, yeah. characters and uh, right. uh, to, now let's just have a look through some of the other. What games. else was happening? What else was happening? We don't necessarily, we don't necessarily have to um, talk about them for ages, and we can always come back mm. to them. Um, I feel like we talked about. So the biggest selling single, Brotherhood of Man, Save Your Kisses for Me. I, I feel yeah. like we might have talked a bit about Brotherhood of Man before. We, if we don't, then I think they'll be back in '77, so we can always come back to them. Okay. I remember us talking about Pussycat. I think Mississippi. Um, oh, okay. I think they were they were a bit of a one hit wonder, um, but they got they got to number one. Uh, Doctor Hook. Mm-hmm. I feel like we talked a bit about. Before. Yeah, my sister was a big Doctor Hook fan. Yeah. Yes. The the one that did well in seventy six or the one that's the highest one was a little bit mm. more, but I I always remember if you, if you're in love with a beautiful woman, <laughs> mm. Mm. Um, Chicago if you leave me now, um, mm-hmm. I love to love but my baby loves to dance by Tina Charles, um, oh, right yeah I do remember that yes. yeah. um, I don't know disco <laughs> yeah, well, it's quite early for disco it's, you're sort of mm. it's a bit like People think about punk being sort of 77, whatever, but it was already mm. on the way in 76, and well, so was disco. Okay. Um, well, maybe it turns up on all those disco mm. uh, compilations, mm. then maybe that's what I mean. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. He did, she did have um, other UK hits, uh, Dance Little mm. Lady Dance, number six, I don't remember that. Oh, no. Dr. Love, number four, I'm going to have to check some of these out. They sound, Dr. Dr. Love. Dr. Love sounds oh. interesting. Uh-huh. Oh, calling Doc Doc Doctor Love. Oh, is it? No, that's, no, that's Doctor Beat. Beat. <laughs> <laughs> I get these things mixed up in my uh-huh. mind. I'm getting very old. Yeah, she did have. Yeah, she she had other not quite so big hits. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, I'll have to explore those. What else have we got? Yeah. We've got, um, of course, we've got the we've got we, we've got the the four seasons. But I remember we talked. Well, we mm-hmm. talked about. We did talk a little bit about the Four Seasons in our first episode, and also about Frankie mm. Valley. Um, yeah, Shawadi Wadi has come up in conversation, sure but I don't know if we actually yeah. talked about chart positions and what were their big hits. But mm. they they were part of the. Um, they were. Sort of, I'm sure they're still running. Yeah, quite possibly. <laughs> There's still a version of them. Yeah. It's, it's 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 like I say. They're the triggers brew they had, of. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they had an album out in 2016, uh, for sure. Mm. Uh, and actually, actually, they've had compilations as recently as 2019. I'm sure I read in the last couple of years that the last original member had finally retired yeah. or something like that. Yeah, because... But there's still 15 of them all. <laughs> let's have a look, because they must have at least 10, 10 top 10 hits. Uh, apologies mm. if we have covered them, but I don't think we have because this is kind of feels like it's new to me. That wouldn't be the first time I've mm. said that, and then I've gone to an episode, and um, I know we did an episode when we were talking mm. about the nineteen 
either sixties or fifties, and I and I and I thought when, when we when we talked. Did I tell you the same old stories I keep on telling? Well, when we you. talked, yeah. yeah, we talked about nineteen fifty nine. I said coming up in nineteen sixty, mm. and I was like, I don't recognise any of those. And then I went back and listened to the nineteen sixty one, which of course mm. we'd already recorded. And I was like, mm. yeah, yeah, we talked about that. We talked about so. Uh, my my memory is not worth anything. But their first, they had their first. But that's why we have podcasts. Yes, well, hopefully the, <laughs> the listeners' memory is bad, just as bad. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's what we count on. Yeah. Um, hate. Should we put out a repeat season? <laughs> yes. it, says, it says me from time to yeah. time. Will anybody yeah. notice? Um, call it a different title. Um, <laughs> I promise I haven't done that yet. This is promise. Um, the their first single, "Hey Rock and Roll," was number two. Um, right. That was 1974. Rock and Roll Lady. That's funny. I don't really. Th- I, I guess I sort of think of Schwally Waddy as being more mid. Well, of course they were. They were doing a fifties retro thing. So they were doing a fifties retro thing in the seventies. That now they're still doing fifty years later. Yeah, and, so it's now a seventy-year. Uh, I think. Retro I think I tend thing. to think of it being more sort of mid to late seventies. But mm. but uh, I tend to think of you know seventy-four is still the end of mm. towards the end of glam, but. Uh, um, Rock and Roll Lady number 15 Hey Mr Christmas 13 mm-hmm. Sweet Music 14 Three Steps to Heaven number 2 Heartbeat number 7 uh, had a couple of singles Heavenly Trocadero that were in the 30s Under the Moon of Love in 76 number 1 that was their only that was a big hit but it was their only hit in 76 mm. um, 77 When number 3 You've Got What It Takes I, I think I guess this is why I think they're from this sort of period, because their string of top ten hits was mm. seventy seven and seventy eight, even though they'd been around for four or five years. Mm. Um, when number three, you got it. You got what it takes to dancing party mm. for. I wonder why to a little bit of soap five. Pretty little angel yeah. eyes five. Um, there were a lot of songs around. Mm. Well, they were ahead. Of, I never realised this. I've all, I've I've often thought because I like them both. Uh, there's, there's Angel Eyes by ABBA and there's Angel Eyes by Roxy Music, but that's in '79. Mm. Uh, what I didn't realise was that Shwadi Wadi had had got there the year before with Pretty Little Angel Eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so uh, um, then we have remember, remember then '17. Mm. The last charting single is You're My Soul and Inspiration in 1983, which got to number 103. So darts were a little bit like Shwadi Wadi, weren't they? Mm. I don't quite know what the difference. What was between them? I mean, Star- different people. Dar- different well, the show band, weren't they? Really? Yeah, I think darts were just kind of like a natural. Uh, they were using that sort of model, really. And uh, although they had the wacky one, <laughs> uh, the the wacky one uh, sort of made them different enough to be different. But yeah, they were doing the same. The do the do what yes, band, yeah. if you like. Yeah. You got you to me everything by the real thing forever and ever, but by Slick. Um, mm. Now Slick. Slick is the band that Mid Year came from before joining mm. Ultravox. Um, yeah. But, yes, uh, Slick. Oh, Slick had a, uh, the comic strip in Looking. Yeah. They only really had that one song that was really big. Mm. They released quite a few singles between 70. Well, Looking tried to make them huge. Yeah. They wanted them to be the next Flintlock. <laughs> <laughs> um, they had a single called Rec- Requiem, which was the, the mm. follow up. Um, right. That got to 24, but none of their other singles. They really charted well. None of the other no. singles charted. Only those two. Although they kept going until '77. Um, but then Ultravox, I think, oh, were around. I've been, I've been listening to my Ultravox collection recently, the the collection album, and it's a, it's a, it's. There's some stonkers on there. There's some real, real 
good songs on there. You know, I, I think One Small Day is one of my favourite songs of that era, you know. And uh, and The Thin Wall as well. I, that, that sort of style of Ultravox appeals to me. I, I do like a lot and of course it, do like a lot of Ultravox. And it's that, I don't know, because normally the sort of electronic drum beat thing really doesn't appeal to me very much, but but for some reason they seem to get it they, I think they got the bass line right uh, for, you know, for, the, for those few uh, uh, singles yeah, yeah. Um, we've got um, Candy Staten Young Hearts Run Free number two yeah, I, think, I keep thinking of Staten Island Ferry and I always <laughs> think it's, uh, it's kind of like it's some, I always think it must be a road junction somewhere Candy Staten mm. but I don't think it is <laughs> She had another top ten hit in '77 with "Nights on Broadway." Right. Um, you got the love. That, that's the mm. source featuring Candy Satin. That's in the '90s, '91, number mm. four, right. um, and then it was a hit again, uh, number yeah. three in, seven, in '97. So she did have other singles, but those were her only really, really. Mm. There they were other ones who were outside the forty. Um, wow. I, I can see a couple that we probably ought to talk about, but I think they'll mm. come back. Uh, we'll mm. see. We'll see. So we may leave in, in, in a year's time when we record the next one. <laughs> I remember this is trouble. Uh, but uh, no, well, now we're into this season, and I'll probably be, realize, mm. be releasing episodes every right. six weeks to two months. So oh, I shouldn't. Tricky. Oh, some it, work it, for me to do. Right. We'll, we'll have to get on. We'll have to get on doing new ones. But uh, we've got the Wurzels in '76. Ah, they, they, the they're brand new. You thing. forget how big the novelty bands could be. I mean, it's like the goodies as well. They, you know, they actually sold a lot of records then. And of course, I don't think the Wurzels consider themselves a novelty band although i think on some level they are or were um you know but because they they were doing comedy songs really i mean you know they might have thought they were you know the greatest musicians ever but they were comic songs rather than than uh, you know what you might call mainstream songs but again they're all songs and they're all songs people like so i mean you know are they any less valid than the wombles you know? yeah well We've got people like Billy Ocean, Love Really mm. Hurts Without You. Um, oh, dear. God, has he been around that long? Uh, yeah, I, I always forget that I, he always comes across as being so slick. I always think... You know, I, I tend to associate him with Miami Vice in well, the 80s. Well, I, kind of, I, also consider, I always thought he was an American act because he, he's not, he's British. Um, I... I, I just his songs are so slick and MTV and yeah. and I think it's because those were the ones that were really big but I just never realised he was British I think we should probably um, should probably champion him, him, him a yes, lot more he should be a lot more sort of I just I don't well, know I'd say there was there was this kind of music that seemed to get that sort of I don't know it's like warm summer nights in Miami sort of thing that, that Miami Vice played on so well and I, I feel that Billy Ocean feels part of that even though he may not have been you know but that's sort of the same with uh, uh, Lionel Richie as well you know that's sort of you know that that really quotes cool but it feels mid-80s you know it really does feel mid-80s yeah that's really uh, very interesting but then again the people for people to become that popular they have to have started years a few years I think earlier I think yeah maybe he had a bit of a reinvention because he definitely seems yes. like somebody who he was doing singles apparently mm. as Les Charles in yes. 71 but They've got Love Really Hurts Without You, number two in the UK. Yeah. Um, uh, Love on Delivery, LOD, mm. number 19. Yeah. Um, Stop Me If You've Heard... Maybe started off as Billy Puddle or something. <laughs> just, you know. Became an ocean over there. You've got one that was number two. Billy C. You've got, you've got uh, in 1977, 
you've got one I've never heard of. Number two, red light spells danger. I, I don't right. Um, I mean, sometimes you recognise them when you hear them, but I, no. um, but then he had singles in '79 that got to number 54, number 42, yeah. number 82. Actually, um, I think this must have been. Ah, oh, yeah. Oh, weird. Um, sorry, I, the, he seems to have released. Um, a song well he released a song European Queen No More Love on the Run uh, but then he seems to release it again as Caribbean right. Queen which is which I re- ah. recognise but as yes. European Queen it only got to number 82 and um, the lots of reinvention happening before you're yeah, very yeah and then it's number 6 when, it's a, <laughs> when it comes back as a hit um, right but uh, you got Lover Boy Suddenly yeah. uh, When the Going Gets Tough mm-hmm. um and and then again ah go and get stuffed yeah. go and get stuffed that one that's yeah. uh, but that was um wasn't it it was from the uh, Michael Douglas yeah. uh, films wasn't it the romancing the stone mm. uh, Kathleen Turner and and then I remember vehicles get, get out of my dream get into my car number three that's mm. one of his biggest hits um but, but, uh, not, nothing nothing's nothing weird about that at all <laughs> uh, that's, that's that's curb crawling isn't it <laughs> um we've i'm going to talk about one very briefly about one more person okay. before we finish but um just having a look i'll tell you other people who who, who had hit who, mm-hmm. names we won't we won't necessarily talk about them hoping that we'll come back mm-hmm. to them the shy lights were in the top 50 of the shy life there's no the shy lights the shit the, did they do with the how you should ask, it? I should ask them the, the shy lights the shy lights i don't know um the shy lights podcast yes um yes they're big they had oh, have you seen her is that the same? Oh, yeah. Tell me, have you seen? No, is that, is that mm. the one? Um, yeah, it sounds about right. Homely girl. To be on that funk CD, I've got somewhere yeah. that that that's something collected funk yeah. classic, soul and funk or something. You don't have to go number three. That mm. was seventy six. Um, have you seen her? Time for love. Um, I was wasn't going to talk about them, um, no. but um, same words like funk is when I realised actually where my 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 tooth problem is. It's the letter F I'm going to struggle. With. <laughs> uh, now, um, uh, Blind Ferry. Uh, mm. I, I think I'd like to talk about Blind Ferry. Oh, you're, you're all the ones with F now, aren't you? <laughs> just because I said that. Yeah. I, uh, I, I'd like to talk about Blind Ferry and Roxy Music, yes, but they fine. do come back. They, I, I don't. I think this is probably around the time that Roxy Music's having their first. Mm the first rest mm. so I think we'll we'll talk about Ryan Ferry hopefully if I haven't forgotten unless we already did <laughs> yeah well when Roxy Music comes back around 79 mm. then we can talk more about um, Ryan yes. Ferry and Roxy Music then we'll Excellent. just have to remember to do that um, the last one I want to, to talk about um, oh I forgot about that one I forgot about as well as um, uh, Combine Harvester that the Wurzels mm. did I- I'm a Cider Drinker which was to the tune of Paloma Blanca well he drinks the all of the day oh <laughs> yeah. um, the, the last one, and I'm not sure whether it's, it's a good way to end, um, depending on if you're a fan or not, but um, 1976 was a big year for Leo Sayer. Um, oh, Leo, the laughing clown. Yeah. Um, and I don't think we've, I don't think we, we've necessarily talked about him. Big hair Leo. Yes. He, he, he's one also who wrote songs for other people and also mm. had singles far late. When I remember watching the, 80s top of the pops mm. he, he was definitely having hits sort of into the 80s yeah. um, i remember he, he looked a little bit like Dung, dungarees leo was always a bit children's television presenter and you felt that maybe that he thought he might be able to present going live instead of philip's <laughs> yeah. um he, he he had his first hit in 73 the mm. show must go on 
number mm. two, one man band, number six, long tall mm. glasses, number mm. four, moonlighting, number two. Mm. Um, you make me feel like dancing, seventy six, number two. Like um, when I need you, in seventy seven, mm. number one. How much love, right. number ten. I can't right. stop loving you, um, right. number six. Um, right. These were up until the end of the the seventies, mm. and then more than I can say in nineteen eighty, number mm. two. Uh, have you ever been in love? Number ten. That's in eighty-two. Mm. Did Leo uh, say I ever do any acting? Am I? Uh, did I? Do I vaguely remember him doing it? So I vaguely feel like he was on definitely on a, a reality show, but I'm not sure. Mm. I didn't realise he was a he was English Australian. It says he's English. Wow. Didn't realise there was any Australian connection. Mm. I, I feel like he was on a reality show and was grumpy on it. I don't ah, know if he was on a Celebrity Big Brother or something, or whether he did do a acting um no, i'm probably thinking of david essex and yeah. david essex did quite a bit of acting and i just thought yes. maybe he, he tried to go down the essex route and, he, he, and he had um it was one of those ones where mm. a bit of a song gets or, or an old song gets mm. modernized but he actually mm. had a number one hit in 2006 with thunder in right. my heart again um but i don't i can't remember whether it was no. it was a song that oh, come, come it's a bit like that one I think Elton John had a song that had been on an album that hadn't done too well. That, mm. that did, Suddenly, yeah, because this, this yeah, got was, found. Because yeah. mm. "Thunder in My Heart" originally comes from '77. Um, okay, but uh, yeah, so it was a big year for big year for him. I think next time we talk, mm. we'll um, mm. we'll move on to '77 and see what was going on in '77. Okay. But Martin, thank you for. Uh, Thank you for joining us. If you'll just hold back a, a few a few minutes, I, I, I we're going to have to try and dig Ick out again. Um, okay. But uh, always a pleasure. He, he does yeah. seem to <laughs> respond quite well to you. And as I said, no, we, right, we've, no. we've, we've, do, we do have problems, and depending when this comes mm. out, um, th- this is being recorded whilst he's still in contract, but it might be broadcast. Mm. Depends if he okay. decides to renew. It's difficult. Mm. Um, but well, uh, anyway. m- maybe maybe I'll 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 find a cubby hole to. Yeah. Uh, to allow him to rent some uh, space. Uh, maybe you know, he's not going to end up as a co-host of Vision on Sound. You're not going to poach my no, biggest star, are you? No, 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 oh, no, 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 you've got quite a lot of things in your flat and in your house and and with with, with all his tentacles waving around he's bound to knock yeah. something off the shelf well precisely well i do that and i don't <laughs> you know i've got the standard number of tentacles yeah. anyway listeners we'll be back in soon for more chats and um i hope we haven't repeated ourselves too much if we have we hope you'll f- conveniently forget it okay. okie dokie right well um, right we'll, we'll be take back, care we'll be back again soon <laughs> bye bye You'll be gentle. You won't. You, you know, he he does respond very well to you. You got him kind of singing for a few moments um, in that first episode. Well, uh, 
Well, yes, I'm never quite sure how, but yeah, yes. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's just, we have to be very careful with him. As I say, at the time of recording, we don't know whether he's renewing or not, but um, he may just want to, he may just want to go away for a while and have a break, and then we can get him back. I don't, I'm not saying oh. if, if he doesn't sign again, then it doesn't mean to say that he's gone for good. I, I think, you know, it's, it's always, you know, it's like with Doctor Who, you, you know, an actor says, oh, I don't think I want to come mm. back, and then they ask him again, oh, well, maybe, but, uh, and then eventually they... they oh, I think he's just considering his I options, think he is, Paul. Uh, you know, I mean, as long as, as, long as the, op- the offer you've got on the table is... is, is you know, reasonable. it's like, you know, he, he, he is... You know, he's not going to go to GB News, he, is he? he, he not only not only is he's the uh, sort of big hitter of the Charlotte podcast, he's mm. he's also the pin-up of the show. I mean, what are we going to no, do? Well, he's like the just... David Cassidy of the Charlotte podcast, is mm. he? Maybe you need to give him a cut of the uh, merchandise. Um, that would be nice if anyone would like to buy anything. Um, but, uh, <laughs> a nick hat, yeah, please, <laughs> listeners. Um, you've got to take this seriously. You know, we got if you've got to keep it, you, you need to you need to jump on the Patreon or the Red bubble, but uh, all, all the all the Kofi. The, I've got a. Well, maybe we just need to do a campaign. Yeah. You know, do, we want it. We want it. Come ick. on, listeners, get 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 behind him. I know. To be honest, he has he has been a bit of a. I can't, but I'll say it. Could be listening. He has been a little bit troublesome of late. I think. Um, Prim- Prima Donna. Well, you know how he's like at the end of the music episodes, where he gets very—he's mm. been like that outside of the music episodes. This is the trouble. Has there been a you know a lot of riders he wants for his dressing yes, room? Yeah, he he only likes um, the the green M and M's or something else difficult um, jelly beans, the purple to, jelly beans. And they're, they're they're and I know the hours you have to spend sorting them out. Uh, and I get quite I get quite clammy when it's hot, so I end up it's mm. melted before I even. Oh, it's just not. I'm just not. I, I think that's the thing. Maybe, maybe you just need—he needs an entourage. Yes, I think he does. You need someone to count the the, the green M and M's out. For well, him. you know, um, I guess Uncle John suggested the the magpies, but the, you can't you oh. can't trust a magpie with a packet of M and M's. No, uh, not generally, but, especially the shiny yeah, ones. So I don't know. Um, I, I, I mean, there's been talk of agents. Uh, I don't think he had an agent. Mm. I mean, half my cast don't... What, secret well, agents? Maybe. But half my cast don't have a contract. I don't know where this contract... No, I don't no. even remember signing this contract. I think I've done it in my sleep. No. Um, but, but Well, the, you know, it's strange alien yeah. ways. You know, they, they, weren't, they weren't basically open an envelope without signing a but contract. But Bettina being a famous person, she's got... She's had, uh, she's got into his head agents and stuff, and I mean not secret oh. ones, but just agent agents. So I mean, uh, it's the, it's the, it's the, you know some of us was it are, some of us are in the gutter, all of us are in the gutter, some of us oh. are looking at the stars, and when you've come from well, the my stars, main pro- my ma- I mean yeah. I know what you mean, but but the trouble is there's a problem if if it gets an agent, I I have mm. nobody's listening are they? Um, um probably not, um, but but if if I get if we get him an agent, I have to find mm. somebody to play the agent and there's only so many voices that toby can do because you know he's very Mm. versatile but he has he has to use some of them for the spell cast i can't keep saying Mm. to him oh toby can you do another character voice um and and some of us aren't some of us only have a few voices inside us but anyway well i mean but but he's but the thing is i mean he he gets paid per voice well (laughs) 
<laughs> it's a good so, deal for everybody, uh, really. Yeah, payment in in yeah. I'm not sure he gets payment in money though. <laughs> Pay but that's why he gets the big bucks, you see. That's the creativity, you know. It's, yeah. uh, that they have to think of a new voice. <laughs> well, look, um, the can hear theme music coming, so uh, you just have a word with him. Have a word with him. See if you can get him to sing uh, something. Well, I'll, well I'll, I'll, I'll sit him in a corner and 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 pat his head and uh, or one of them and uh, and and we'll and we'll see right. where it goes. Okay. But, uh, I mean, I'm not the. No, no, he likes you. He likes uh, you. Well, I, I never know why. I don't. I even because you're like not me you. for a start. I mean, ah, well, I, well that, that at least is true. That is at least is true. At least that is one thing we can categorically yes. say when it comes to characters. I am definitely, absolutely, and totally not somebody no, else. No, I don't think so. Anyway, right. Um, let, 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 <laughs> you get talking to him. Unless oh, I am. you get talking. It's been good, but yeah, definitely time to come home now. Wow, really? No kidding. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find more shows over at pride48.com. Oh dear, <laughs> what's going on now? Oh, it's the Shy Life Podcast. Let's go. I have a voice. I have a voice. You have a voice. You have a voice. We have a voice. We have a voice. Unique voices in podcasting. Univospods.net. <laughs> how nice to see you. Hello. How are you oh, doing? I'm fine. I hear things are afoot. Oh. Which of them are feet and which of them are tentacles or arms? They're all <laughs> the same thing. There are, anyway, I, I should label them, but. Uh, yes, I suppose that is a very humanist uh, uh, stance to take, saying something's a foot, really, isn't it? Yes. I'll have to, have to think about my word usage. Are you seriously uh, going to ask me to sing some songs again from 76? I mean, well, I've done it before, I've done it once before. I know. Well, I mean, you know. If push comes to shove, you know, you get repeat fees. I mean, you can always, you can always ask him to just play in the old ones. I know. And see That's it and what pretend I said. That's what I said. Mm. Yeah. Um, mm. I can't even remember but, what happened in the, that missing... Well, it's not missing... But that's because but that's because you've been using your, your ick mind tricks mm. and everybody's memory's been wiped so mm. many times now that none of us can remember Sorry, anything. Now, but you know, if you are negotiating, it's always a useful thing to have in your back pocket. Do you have pockets? I, I do, yes. Yes. No, well, that's all right. Um, well, keep some keep some negotiations in your back pocket. I, I, yeah, I think you'll come through this all right. I think you'll come out of this I quite hope so. well. I, I think I need to speak to an agent. But anyway, look, I'll do it this one. No, 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 I'm not going to give you many. I'll just give you a few. Look, look, just, just, let, let the room be hushed for a moment. Paper song. Um, that's what you need to get going. Paper save song. Save your kisses for me. Save all your kisses for me. Bye-bye, baby, goodbye. That's enough for that one. Um, don't go breaking my heart. La-la-la-la-la-la-la. That's enough for that one. Dancing queen. La-la. 
it's like I, I tell you, it's like the stars on forty-five. It's it's astonishing. We'll, we'll have to do some segue. I, I, I've got a brand new combat hard, and I'll give you the key. Um, you make me feel like dancing. I'm gonna dance right away. Um, mamma mia, mamma 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 mamma. Um, it's very famous, but I forgot it. Um, let me in, let me in. Um, but you can do that. I can't do that one. That's quite enough. Oh. Had enough. That's too much. Um, I'm done. That's a lot of songs. That's a lot of songs. I'm done. Ka-ching. How many M and M's is that? It must be at least seventeen. Precisely. I'm going now. That's enough. I hope that's fine. Um, you, you, it's been good to see you as usual, Martin. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure to see you. All of you. I'm going to go now. Uh, 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 okay. <laughs> I, I'm wearing trousers, you know. Okay, I, I'm off. <laughs> I'm off. Uh, the, the, the pockets, the pockets. Uh, I'm going. Testicles, not testicles. Is that your slogan? That should be on a hat. Yeah, there's nothing I like better is when another new episode of the Shy Life Podcast comes out. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's perfectly normal on the Shy Life Podcast. Perfectly normal. You know, I, have, I haven't been on Paul the Shy Yeti's uh, little podcast for a long time. Six hundred and fifty. 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 Six hundred and fifty.